I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show, where I'm joined, almost as usual, by Jack DeFranco. Almost as usual. Hi, everybody. And uh, this is a little different. It probably sounds a little different and certainly looks a little different if yeah, you're watching this. a lot different. Yeah, we're, a lot better <laughs> is what no it Zoom is. Call. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. we're in person. And not only are we in person, we're in an actual studio, which is a huge relief and uh, frankly a a long time ambition that um i wanted to get back to and that jack had always kind of hoped we'd uh, eventually do yes. you know that other show from uh, <laughs> in, in a professional environment and sure enough here we are so we're coming at you from shared universe podcast studio in eatontown new jersey yes and um it was kind of funny even just driving here because we said, you know, we, we talked about it for a while and then thankfully the studio opened up, you know, despite the pandemic. And we said, OK, let's let's make this happen. Let's go in and see what the possibilities are. You know, we'll see that the place for our if nothing, just to see it, because this place is, uh, you know, a, a nerd. It's a haven. it's it's heaven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jack's had a rod as soon as we walked yeah. in and it's, it hasn't gone down yet. But it's, it's pretty substantial. And I can't stop. It. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you feel like you're home. Yes. Because you're like, oh, these are my people. This is, this just, is <laughs> yeah, this is like life goals, ambitions of like what I would ever want. It is. Yeah. Not not to create a competing studio. We're not no. trying to do all. No, that. no, no, no. I meant for my own personal. Oh, definitely. No, home. this this is like <laughs> this is one getting floor so many ideas just sitting of your and, home. And yeah, you're like, I like this case. I like the way that's set up. Yeah. I like the loose figures set yeah. up this way. Like Jack's really just... take an inventory in my head about what I'm going to need. <laughs> this is going to happen. Yeah. But finally, uh, we're here finally. at the studio and yeah. uh, it's our ambition to do more shows here from the studio. We're just this. We're here for the first time. And it was kind of funny for me driving to Jack's where we met up and then he drove us here as uh, Jack was like two thirds of the way, you know, to the studio from where I live. And it was kind of funny. I had the feeling of when, you know, at this point it's been uh, just about five years since uh, Skid Row studios in Los Angeles closed, but I had the feeling driving down the parkway, the ki- kind of the same feeling I used to have going to that studio, driving the one ten down to downtown LA. Yeah. And uh, the, the only difference is it took the same amount of time to, and I kept moving. Yeah. The entire way down the parkway, whereas there is a whole lot of stop and go and it takes 45 minutes to go the eight miles I live from downtown. <laughs> so, you know, unfortunately, sorry, I'm that's what we're looking at. <laughs> oh, don't be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was weird just having that vibe of like going to the studio to do the show. It was strangely familiar, even though it's been like, again, five years yeah. since that studio closed. And, you know, I became like every other podcaster just kind of doing the show from home uh another white guy in his 30s doing a podcast from home who to thunk it yeah but thankfully now we're at uh we're in a real real spot real and because it's so amazing. nerdy yeah real amazing environment it is jack can't stop looking around jack, this is gonna this, be the least focused he's yeah, been i can't put this place over <laughs> forget <laughs> being home with his wife and the cat yeah. <laughs> on those well, those being distractions yeah. at this point jack is just like you know what um i'm just gonna look around and see what's doing in this place yeah it's going to be the least focused he's been. I'll be here since we started. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, we're I talking think, about. So, well, you're my ride. So you're going to have to. Yeah. I'm going to have to tear uh, you away at some point because yeah. I could tell you're already like 
heart eyes emoji mm-hmm. over this joint. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it seemed an appropriate time. We've been saying, you know, kind of batting show idea, episode ideas uh, back and forth for a while that uh, we said, you know, we should really talk about the Avengers movies, you know, Black Widow's coming out in May, and obviously that didn't happen. And then it's, well, it's coming out in November, and that's Ooh, probably that a, not going to happen. As yeah. for this recording, it's uh, doubtful, yeah. because, you know, like we were talking about uh, recently, we don't know if movie theaters are going to be able to stay open because they're just not doing the, the business. Yeah, and, we passed by the theater uh, by my house on the way here. Nothing in the park, no, like barely any cars in the parking lot. There, there must there were twelve tops. Yeah, and I'm guessing four of them must have been employees at least four. Yeah, because if, if that, like, I I just don't think it's going to happen. And uh, um, I'm grateful. This is the one thing we kind of said that was the the bright spot for the pandemic, which sounds sounds really shitty to say, but the the good part is at least we got the closure from last year of at least Endgame, if not Spider Man Far From Home, where at least okay now. We have a conclusion to this because if this had happened in between Infinity War and Endgame, we, we, we would have all been, it would have made this exponentially worse. Yeah, it would have been like the old days when you had to wait for sequels years apart. Yeah, so, especially with a cliffhanger like that. Yeah. Like, imagine it would have been as close to Empire. What it, yes, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. Like waiting in between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, what people must have felt like. Oh my so God. thankfully, we we at least had that closure. So we oh. we were grateful to at least have you know gotten those movies but at this point uh we don't know it's kind of weird to think 2020 is going to be the first year without a marvel movie since 2009 yeah i mean of any or I, it's it's unbelievable because like when this started in 2008 i honestly didn't think it would get this big i don't think anybody did i think i don't think anybody got to the point where like this franchise is going to be the biggest thing because there were marvel movies prior to um, iron man in 2008 and they were i guess I, I didn't know about distribution rights and like all this other stuff and like who owns what character, what studio. So right. What do you mean? Wolverine's not going to be in the Avengers. Yeah. yeah like how people didn't they get how that worked. And like some of them are really hit and miss. Like, I don't know if you've seen all of them. I saw a majority of them, some in the theater, some at home, but some of them I, were I just like, it was, it was separate enough at that time where it was like, this sucks, but this is good. And this one's all right. And then like, it just didn't, nothing was like tracking to match up. So mm-hmm. when Iron Man came out, it was like, Oh cool. They're doing an Iron Man movie. And I mean, no one could predict the success 11 years later no. with well, the finality of yeah. that, but just like how good Marvel movies could be just in general. I mean, like we had great comic book movies and some of those older ones are good, but not to the level of like worldwide phenomenon like this has been. Yeah, so. where it's the biggest franchise going yes. right now, if not the biggest of all time. I mean, it must be just the, just by sheer quantity of movies. It has to have made more than the Harry Potter franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, we're not an information kind of show, no. so we're not going to sit here we're and tell you like it's, it's definitely this. I do know <laughs> that Kevin Feige's the most successful producer of all time. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, Marvel at this point, because it, it used to be that um, Pixar was the most successful film studio. It's got to be Marvel Studios at this point because Pixar oh, never had a dud. Yeah. Up until maybe like the Good Dinosaur or Cars Two or something like a movie that performed less, yeah. was still better. <laughs> you know, Pixar's worst day was what a Some lot of other, other animation studios aspired to have as yes, the best yeah. Day. <laughs> like man, the, we wish we did crank out in the middle of January all those crappier, like mm-hmm. you know, the, I, I, yeah, the the DreamWorks and Blue Sky and a lot yeah. of other animation studios where they just think like, oh man, we wish we could have that kind of. We yeah. wish their failures were our successes. You know, doing, pretty much, yeah, doing that kind of numbers. Uh, at the box office but yeah it's interesting to think yeah marvel studios at this point must be the most successful studio ever a doubt yeah and um look this we've probably said even though we haven't said it on the show i mean you guys did a show um at the end of 2014 
a little bit about the MCU, a little bit about comic book movies in general. And, um, you know, at the same time, I mean, the, the first Avengers movie, not too much to say about it. It was great. It was huge. It's, it's, it was oh my God, two, yeah. 2012 was the summer of the Avengers ate everything. I think yeah. we said that at the time when we were yeah. recapping 2012. Yeah. And it was funny because like before that, the five movies that were out were like, they were good. They weren't like huge hits, but people loved them. But like this, when that came about, it was, yeah, <laughs> it, it was so like out of, I, I couldn't believe that it like shattered the box office that weekend. Like that it, it was the highest grossing movie opening weekend of all time. And like, really? Because I was, ex- I knew in our inner circle we were all excited. About well, it. yeah, we're we're feeling like, the fans. worldwide was like, holy shit! I guess everybody was. Well, that's for it. This, yeah, because at the time you had like Transformers movies and you know, all those other. There like, was a lot. Harry Potter was still going. Well, no, they just they wrapped just up, wrapped, actually. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Th- and that Batman was about to wrap up. So it was kind of yeah, got right yeah, that's in right. And just took off from there. Well, that was the funny thing, even the way that that kind of happened because. You know, it, it's weird to kind of look back and, and, you know, who knew at the time as much as everybody could assume and especially something like Iron Man, which most people hadn't heard of. It was a, he was a kind of a B character at best from yeah, what I understand I knew him from the cartoon in the 90s. That was about it. And I had a yeah. figure of him. Like, yeah, I knew who, I, I knew there was an Iron Man. I didn't know he, his name was Tony Stark. You know, the, the guy who was yeah. in the Iron Man suit. But I only knew, frankly, what was going on in the movies. And same with even something going a little further back, like. X-Men, you know, I'd at least watch the X-Men cartoon in the 90s, but I never actually well, that's it. gotten into the books because I have enough addictions when it comes to <laughs> collecting media. I, I was never a comic book guy as a kid. Like I, I would have comics, but I would never like, I would read through them, but I was never into them. I was into the toys and the cartoons, whatever was available. So right. I was aware of Fantastic Four and Iron Man and X-Men and Spider-Man through the cartoons in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like I had, there were figures for everything. And the toy biz in the 1990s was huge. Like yeah, comic, comic book figures everywhere. So whatever figure caught my eye, I wanted. So like Deadpool, I had his figure as a kid. I don't know who Deadpool really? was. I didn't know he was like the sassy, like all this other stuff. I was like, <laughs> that guy just looks cool in the red. And I remember my dad having a real difficult time trying to find him in Toys R Us because they just and as I, I didn't know why. Then like learning through, he's like Jack. I got your Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I can't find this guy. Deadpool. He knew. The name because there was a Clint Eastwood movie called The Deadpool. My dad's a massive. Oh, Clint that's Eastwood right, fan. the last dirty. So Harry that's movie. how he remembered the character. <laughs> and, but like he, he, I was like, I think that character looks cool, but I didn't know about him, so to say. And like, if it wasn't in animation, I didn't really pursue it. Right again, and by me, there weren't many comic shops. Like I didn't really have they, anything growing up that were like comic shops. Maybe there was like one in town, but well, pre-internet, you only found out about that stuff word of mouth anyway. I mean, yes. maybe there was like a comic book store in the mall or something, or in Jersey, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of strip malls. Maybe you'd find a, a small kind of yeah, hole in the wall yeah, yeah. comic book shop, but it wasn't cool. That's the funny thing. It wasn't cool to be into comics. It wasn't cool to be into superheroes. It was no, like, that's kid stuff. And fast forward just a couple of years, you know, into uh, the, the later part of the two thousands, you know, that first decade. And, Everybody's down with it. And frankly, it's it's the same as Star Wars. Now, Star Wars and Marvel are as mainstream as it gets Yes, at this point. So the idea that like once upon a time, it was like, nerds, you like Star Wars. Yeah. You like superheroes. Oh, I got made fun of that so badly in middle school. Phantom Menace came out in middle school and I was excited. I was like, who cares? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Jack left Star Wars and Batman. Uh, yeah. yeah. What a nerd. Yeah. Nerd. Now everybody loves Then them. they'd stuff you in the locker. Well, that's it. It's like, that's the funny thing is seeing like, you know, these these trendy chicks in their 20s who are like, you're going to see Star Wars tonight, such a nerd. It's like, are you really? Yeah. Are you really? Or is it just the most mainstream thing possible right now? Because it kind of is. 
which is fine. I mean, I'm okay with that when stuff, I mean, not that I was one of these people, like I, I was reading how comics. It's like and, even like, I love how it's centered in geek culture, but I don't say it's like, Oh, you're a nerd. Cause you like this. Why? It's a good story. No matter what, like, well, that's I, it. I just, I, and it's, it's entertaining. And you know, frankly, we don't know where things would be as far as movies go, considering where these, these tent poles, these comic book movies, which are a theatrical experience, we don't know where movies would be in this era of streaming and people no, watching everything no. at home. Like you don't know if people will be going to the theaters at all. So this may be keeping, you know, that these big franchises, as much as you want to criticize them, they might be what's been keeping the theatrical experience alive, just in terms of monetarily, and you know, because that. people are showing up for them. And not just that, but like the fan experience too. Like you go to this and fans are there. Like it's a communal oh, yeah. experience. I've only had totally. one bad experience at one of these movies, which I can discuss Later was that the Black Panther? That's Black Panther screening. Oh, please. Take, let's take a beat and talk about it. Oh, my God. This was one of the worst uh, because we gather like this is before you move back to New Jersey. Yeah, I so, missed that one. Unfortunately, um, It was myself and our fellow podmates, Ryan, Corey and my sister. And it was a weird thing because it was Noel and her brother, my wife, Noel, and her brother was coming. Mm -hmm. So it was like this big gathering. My sister, who had just newly gotten engaged and her fiance, Alonzo, um, were there. So it was like a big party. And we get in the row and there's this girl who's clearly had a few at the Applebee's or whatever restaurants in, in that area <laughs> at the brick movie theater by us. And um, yeah, she was like talking and saying some really like just awful stuff. This like, is during the movie or this is before right, it started? During the trailers. So like there's a like it's like in the trailers, I'm, we're a little bit more forgiving, but like the solo trailer came up and she starts doing the Chewbacca growl during it. And I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, God, I hope she shuts up by the time the movie. Oh. Like I can get like. Even that, it's like, okay, I can get that, but like the movie starts to shut up. And Ryan's getting hot because he's right next to me because it's centered her brother, Noel's brother, Adam, Noel, me, Ryan, Corey, um, <laughs> and then my sister and Alonzo. We're all sitting there. How and was Corey? Because I would expect him to be kind uh, of I have, uh, Corey, okay. Corey chimes in. We'll, we'll get there. But right next to Alonzo is the drunk girl, and she's been annoying him the, right before the movie starts. Like she dropped popcorn and this and that. And he's kind of just like, keeping it even tempered and my mm -hmm. sister is too but i'm getting hot because the movie starts and they start going through the background of wakanda and what everything's going on and then it goes into that fight scene in the beginning and she's like saying this horrible shit like what is this like what is this like you know kenyan stuff and all this and i'm like <laughs> ryan's getting hot. He's like you shut up and i said out in the theater can you shut the fuck up please like this loud mm -hmm. and she's like why don't you make me you fat piece of it and like and I'm like, and I said, why'd you keep it down? You drunken white skank. I just lost wow. it. My wife's like, Jack, stop. Like, <laughs> and, and it's, it's no, bad. It's a theatrical experience. And, though, she needs to respect it. No, no, no. I had had a horrible two weeks at work because our system shut down and we were just back up. And I just couldn't take it anymore. I can't take when people are just like, for any reason, just yelling stuff, especially like stuff about people's culture. And so I was so angry, so angry. And then she got out and stormed out. And the guy she was with, I thought, like, I'm going to get into a fight with the guy she's with. Mm -hmm. He said nothing and walked out and followed her. He was probably embarrassed. How can you not be in he that was, situation? He didn't look like he was in, according to my brother-in-law, who was right there seeing all this stuff, was kind of getting the vibe from them because she was, like, talking to this other person in front, like, some random person making conversation mm -hmm. who clearly wanted nothing to do with her anyway. <laughs> You're kidding. And he's just like, yeah. Yeah, he's saying, like, yeah, he was giving her, like, one-word answers. So she storms out. He storms out. My brother, my future brother-in-law storms out and goes and says, yeah, we have a problem in this theater. Like this girl's talking and this and that. And they kind of mm -hmm. like kept an eye on her. Mm -hmm. And then they find out and the guy just left her 
she was with, and then she came back and fell asleep for the rest of the movie. <laughs> now, the, now I'm at that point, I'm just super, I'm hot. And by the time they get to the ceremony, like with a, on the waterfall, mm -hmm. I'm a little like calm down and get you need a dip movie. in that waterfall to calm yeah, you down. I, I'm, get, I'm, I'm into it, and then like the lights go up in the movie, and I'm like, oh shit. And I look at Noel, like that was fun. Like, <laughs> and then everybody around me is like, this and i'm like oh shit because i thought the person she was talking to was making conversation i saw them dart eyes at me and i'm like i'm gonna get into a fight i'm gonna get into a fight i'm gonna get into a fight but we're not leaving because there's a post well you, you must have been at least motivated though because oh, after seeing black panther you're like yeah let's go oh, i was hot I, I, was, I was ready for anything it's like i i i don't like being confrontational i don't like I, this is not a side of me at all that i ever like would ever bring out but i just it, i had enough and i just voiced my opinion wrongly i probably should handle it differently and got mm. up and said something but I, like I said, had a bad two weeks at work and it just popped off there. So I don't think that chick would have responded to reason anyway. No, based no, on was, everybody's I've heard it from kind of everybody. That's the what thing. happened that night and how, how much of a star you were. And that's the thing. And I'm sorry. I missed it. She was asleep for the rest of the movie. So mm -hmm. I was expecting when the lights went up, like she's going to say something, she's going to do something. And my sister said to me after she wouldn't have made it past me because she would have snatched her down and nice. Uh, but it was so it was uncomfortable. And then everybody's looking and the post credit scene comes up and I go to the bathroom and I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Let's just get out of here. Like I'm on, like you know, I go <laughs> and then I see people who were leaving the theater. Mm -hmm. And then like, I see one guy walk out who I thought she was talking to. I'm like, here we go. And he's like, whoever said that? Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> like, like, listen, I feel horrible, but like, and the whole ride home, Noel and I are just cackling, laughing. <laughs> and her brother calls like Jesus Christ, Jack. <laughs> what? The, like, wow. But then like, Good for you, shutting down a drunk white girl. Yeah, though. it was bad. And then the next somebody has to do it. The next morning, I call because my mom was my mom was in between places at the time. She'd be living with my sister, who like was living in my she was living in my sister's new house to help her get transitioned in mm -hmm. there. And then Alonzo was living there too, so they kind of told my mom the story once they got home. How was the movie? <laughs> well, here's what happened. And then the next morning, I get a call. I get the the motherly call, like, "Don't you ever start a pro like?" I understand that that was a problem, but don't you ever. <laughs> ever take it upon yourself uh, to do this people have guns nowadays you could have been killed your sister could have been killed <laughs> and i'm like okay bob i'm sorry man. i told my dad he's like that's good i'm glad you handled it <laughs> well that's it but man one night of glory and then a dressing down from your mother yeah just a, just a, just a verbal uh, smackdown of like you were bad like yeah don't you do that don't you confront people at the movies mm -hmm. you stay away from drunk people that's the funny part people who are disruptive at the movies everybody hates them Except the people who are disruptive. Yeah. Otherwise, I just yeah. But I was apparently people like, themselves. The only people ones were down with like Noel was even looking around. Like there were people just like looking like not like no one was like trying to start a fight or stuff. But like, mm -hmm. people were like, God damn, this guy just like because Ryan was like Ryan said to me is like if you didn't say something, I would have been ten times worse than you. Yeah, Ryan is like the Ryan's the, a little bit more. I don't want to say uneven like with in regards to his temper, but like he's got more of a temper. It takes a lot for me to get that kind of hot. Mm -hmm. So, but when he does, he's like that, uh, he's like the, the, the mad emotion in inside out. Yeah. But Corey's response, I forgot to say this. Cause I was like, I thought he would have been the first one to say, Corey something said, like, Hey, shut up. No, Corey <laughs> said, to watch the movie. No, Corey used his tag. Like go and complain. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, <laughs> get up and complain. Like he was mad, oh, but he didn't like, he was what like, a puss. But Corey's <laughs> the one who could get bitchy. Like that's yeah. the funny part. He's a dude who would try to be like, ah, can you be quiet? We're trying to watch the movie. Like he'd probably be louder well, than the girl he was. Said, for like, the sake of getting the, his point across. After the movie is over, he said, "Thank God it wasn't Star Wars. He would have went to jail." Like, oh God, <laughs> yes. 
you would have. <laughs> yeah, they would have had to drag you out of there because yeah. they're like, no, no, I waited to see the movie. No, and I was waiting through that whole like waterfall scene I was talking about. I was mm-hmm. waiting for like they're gonna come. I'm gonna get tap on my shoulder. She's gonna come in here and make a scene. You're gonna like, get that, this. That's the guy who did it. And then I was gonna be thrown out, and I'd be like, <laughs> I want my money back because I paid for everybody's. Like, I got everybody's ticket that night. Like, I just gra- no, I got it, but like whatever, you know. Like, Venmo, still though yeah was, at, at that point though if, if she had come back like, i'm security, giving you business for your movie that like my family and friends are going to so like i always find that funny it's always when people go to a movie and they just have no clue what it's about and it's even funnier when it's a movie like black panther where it's yeah okay you must I've, know that superhero movies are a thing in like, 2018 game night that movie with jason yeah, 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 exactly. McAdams, like, go yell yeah. at that movie go okay. watch a rachel mcadams movie yeah, you I mean, seem like the type yeah go ahead go take your there. pumpkin spice latte with you yeah. man don't like, was game night. that was a fantastic movie <laughs> <laughs> that was a great movie it was okay <laughs> but <laughs> that's chris the engineer everybody he's just yeah. dropping in we're, how y'all doing sorry <laughs> no it's okay we're all inclusive on this yeah, show yeah. anybody we can wrangle into the conversation very very much so welcome totally. to, to, to chime in so oh man no worries dude. yeah it's but uh, your friend sounded like an asshole yeah she sounded mean oh she was awful yeah yeah that <laughs> well i'm glad you you smacked her down a little yeah. bit verbally of course we don't need some kind of you know yeah awkward i, I, I dubbed myself afterwards the audience avenger like the this audience. <laughs> <laughs> dude the, the only thing i'm upset about is that nobody recorded this yeah like, oh, you fuckers all have camera phones why did somebody try to watch the movie oh who cares <laughs> Yeah, and then get thrown out for bootlegging. It's like, wow, thank God that girl's gone. Yeah. Sir, you need to come with me. Yeah. Like, oh, what? Sh- what happened? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, bootlegging oh, is a federal crime. Yeah, uh, it's like a- <laughs> it wasn't bootlegging. I was trying to world star a fight. Yeah. Oh, d- totally. Oh, that would have been so funny. You ended up on world star the next day. Dude. Yeah, Noelle was like, I'm going to have to fight her and like, I'm going to have to do something. And my sister's like, she wouldn't have made it past me. So. Oh, at least that could have been filmed. Yeah. If it had come to that. Thankfully, it didn't because she just fell asleep. <laughs> And then so did anybody wake her up in the movie? Was no, over? everybody just left and we did. That was it. And, and she's just dead. And it was a late show. It was like 10 o'clock, the last show of the night. So <laughs> there's people just like probably excuse me, miss. Excuse me. Like, yeah, somebody. The guy is coming in with the broom and butler to clean up the, the theater is like, miss, yeah. miss. The movie's everybody over. Everybody stayed through the post credit scene. And I was like, OK, this is so awkward. Let's go out this way. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you went all the way around because I was still nervous to the way to the parking lot too. Like I was in the parking lot, really in the car. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna hear some screaming. That guy, and I was like, get in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Roll him up. I don't like confrontation whatsoever. But I was kidding. I was gonna have to fight that guy. But he's like, nah, this is this is a deal breaker. This ain't gonna work. I I don't know if he wanted to deal with it. I've been on dates with uh, girls who had a a little too much, and uh, you know what? I I can't wait to get out of there either. It's the moment where you're just kind of sinking in your seat, like, oh no. Yeah. As much as you try to wrangle it. Yeah. But anyway, the rest of them have been wonderful theatrical experiences. They've they've all been amazing. Um, I think it's funny at at the time I was very much um, not, not defensive. I was, um, I mean, I was defending uh, age of Ultron because I remember when that came out, people were very much like kind of down on it. Like, eh, we've seen it before. Yes. To a degree, but a couple of things. One, Yes, you already saw the first Avengers movie. So, you know, the bloom's off the rose just a little bit in as much as you've seen this team of people fight a huge army before. And yes, you've seen them fight an army, but they're the Avengers. It can't just be one guy (laughs) with with some kind of crazy, you know, ray gun or something or in an Iron Man like suit who they're fighting. Of course, they have to fight an army. They can beat everybody. Yeah. So 
not really a surprise that they're fighting a robot army. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think there was just too much expectation going into it because the first one was so big. And like sometimes it happens with sequels where they're like, this one's yeah. got to be bigger. This got to be bigger. It's got to be bigger. And you can tell. Well, and everybody it's... latches on. It was it was funny. Like that same uh, year was when Spectre came out. And just like with Age of Ultron and, and Spectre, in, in this case, the two things people latched onto with those movies were Daniel Craig is tired of playing Bond. And Joss Whedon had a, a rough time making Age of Ultron. And it's it's kind of okay, but that's not really... Just because one thing is said in one interview, it doesn't define whether or not the movie is yeah. good or bad. And I feel like that did kind of color the the expectation for the movie where it's... You and know, I people think thought, also oh, just oh. like uh, for what the story is, I, like, I love Age of Ultron. It's my least favorite Avengers, given the other films, but I do still love it. But it's it also had a hard thing to be like, okay, be a follow-up to the biggest hit we've ever had in the history of cinema. Yeah. And also set up the next slate of movies and also tell an original story and make sure you get everybody gets some screen time to tell their next part of their story. Good luck. <laughs> well, that's it. It's, it's a really, really tough act to follow, yeah. especially with that team-up. I mean, the individual movies, okay, that's fine. And obviously... Iron Man 3 was the next movie to come out after Avengers. Of course, that was going to do huge business because everybody loves yeah. RDJ and Tony Stark. And since it was the next Marvel movie after Avengers, sure, everybody was going to go. Everybody was in. And uh, I mean, look, I I'm biased. And I said it in, uh, what was it, Comic-Con of um, 2013. Was what, That was the, the two big announcements. Well, the, the biggest one, I should say, was they announced, you know, Batman v Superman was going to be coming out. But for me, the biggest announcement, and I said this at the time on, on this show, <laughs> when it recorded sitting home by myself in my you know apartment in the valley um that i was beyond excited just at the idea of james spader being in the movie because i said imagine him with that digitized voice the the robotic sounding voice mm -hmm. like they did with paul bettany is jarvis yeah i just said it's gonna be amazing and then the, the trailer comes out for that and i was beyond excited because of course it opens with that there are kind of strings on memory. well no but it was just i'm gonna show you something beautiful yeah and i just i was so in i was like yes yeah this is gonna be awesome and then just even at, it, it looks so dark and he, the first two trailers that i remember thinking man this and i said to you i was like they might lose this might be the empire strikes well, back that's what we were all the avengers i think a lot of people like, this, were thinking too like why is why is there a hulkbuster suit why is it not? Because you know, that was everyone's complaint after the first one. Why was there a Hulkbuster? Well, you can't have everything in just one movie. Yeah. You know, there's more coming, right? Yeah. But I, I'm glad they put it in, and it made sense in the movie. But it's like, why is Hulk fighting with Iron Man? I don't understand. And Watch like, the this, movie. This, <laughs> yeah, this ten foot tall robot or whatever he is is just threatening everybody. And yeah. of course, the, you know the the ominous. You know, there are no strings on me. Well, careful, Jack. Yeah. If you bust up the studio, so help me, I will yeah. not forgive you. <laughs> but anyway. I, I really dug it. And I think it's place in, you know, now that we have this, this clearer, collection of clearer of, picture. Yeah. Like more than 20 plus product. movies. I yeah. feel like the role it plays, even though I did enjoy it at the time for just what it was as a movie, it sets up a lot of important stuff. Yeah. Obviously it's the first time we see vision. It's where you get Scarlet witch because Quicksilver is kind of one and done in that movie. Yeah. Someone actually died in a Marvel movie. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it deserves to be applauded for that. Um, at least at the time, it was, yeah, hey, was a death a actually thing. means a death. Yeah, there's no stakes in these movies. Like, there's stakes now. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was kind of it. And he, there was a little part of me that thought, they're going to find a way to run Quicksilver back, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And um, also the fact that you're kind of setting up Thor Ragnarok with Hulk going off on his own. And and even with the visions and everything, you know, that yeah, Thor is yeah. seeing when he goes into whatever. Yeah, everybody's getting their uh, civil war the next Civil year. war, of course. Yeah, all of that led very much directly to Avengers 2 and a half, which yeah. was civil war, which, okay, you could criticize it for that, but. 
I love that. That's my it, why not? Yeah, like there has to be some kind of tension. And seeing again where Civil War lands in what you know, setting up Infinity War and yeah. Endgame and completing these these character arcs for at least for you know Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Yeah, makes total sense. I agree. I agree, and that's my favorite one behind Endgame. I love Civil War. Really, I love Civil War. So, so Endgame much. is your favorite By Marvel far. movie? Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, for me, it's Infinity War, just because everything about that movie was just set up so well. I was so I was beyond excited about it, and um, I, I was bummed. Of course, we didn't get to see it together. Although we only really saw the first one together, we yeah, it was see- weird. It was like, oh my god, we haven't seen the like when I I was driving to you, I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen a, a Marvel movie with Chris in seven years. This is yeah, it was it, since yeah the first Avengers yeah. Because, yeah, Iron Man 3 came out at that point. I moved back to California. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I mean, I, when I visited that spring, I went with Andrew to see it because Andrew was too stupid to go see. Like, he, he took, like, two years off from going to the movies for no reason. and missed Avengers and Dark Knight Rises and, like, all these movies. Yeah. He was just being weird at the time. And uh, he was like, I kind of feel bad. But, you know, I, I wish I'd seen it now. I was like, let's go see Iron Man 3. He's like, oh, fuck yeah. And then <laughs> we went and... yeah. But yeah, you and I didn't see one in between any but, of those. But we were it so didn't used feel to like that. that. We were we were so in communication with those movies. We, oh we yeah, constantly kept. And if anything, it, so. you guys kind of saw them before me, just because of time zones. You guys are the more favorable time zones. No, so. I think you. Uh, I remember when we went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy two. We went on Sunday, the Sunday that it opened, and like Brian said, yeah, Chris apparently saw this twice already. So I did actually. Yeah, <laughs> I did <laughs> saw that twice opening weekend. Yeah. And I knew when we saw Endgame because it was a Saturday, and mm-hmm. I I shut off all social media and everything. And, and that you were uh, when I asked you when I sat in the theater, I'm like you've seen this right? Have you? Like I've seen it twice already. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I did, I did. Well, and I'll I'll but explain I wasn't that. Mad. But- I was like, oh my, god. it must be like if you want to like because you could have like you saw it opening night, you could have waited two days to see it. But the fact that you loved it so much to see it in between the days was kind of like this might be really <laughs> fucking good then. Well, let me, I knew it was going to be. Well, let me explain. Let's 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 dial back a little bit to to Infinity War specifically yeah. because that was one I was beyond hyped. It's like finally, you know, after all this time, you know, Thanos is going to show up and uh this is going to be badass and uh my girlfriend Sherry and I had actually that we gotten tickets for that Thursday night. Yeah. You know, t- technically opening night as much as everybody kind of pretends opening night's Friday. But um, it was. I think it must have started showing at I think nine. I don't think it started at six. I, I don't remember earlier, exactly. Earlier, they, like uh, seven, seven thirty. Yeah, we we gotten one for I think like a ten thirty show, because we actually had tickets that night. We went and saw Lisa Loeb just do a solo acoustic set at a club <laughs> in Hermosa Beach, uh. and uh, we were excited about that. And funnily enough, Ryan was mad at me because we left from the show and went straight to uh, the ArcLight, which was in um, in El Segundo. Yeah, uh, just south of LAX. So it was kind of within striking distance of, you know, where the club was. So we said, yeah. like, oh, we can make this work. We can do both on the same night. Yeah, this will be OK. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, because Ryan is a huge crush on Lisa Loeb and has since he was like eight years old. Yeah. And uh, she was actually going to come out and like sign, you know, merch and everything. If you bought stuff and she had CDs and things like that for sale. And he was mad at me for not getting a CD and having it signed. I was like, sorry, you, you get that done. On your own. You do your own grunt work. I'm going to see Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> That was my bigger part. As much as I would have, you know, I would have enjoyed a signed CD too, and just say hi to Lisa Loeb. Some things are more cool. important, but yeah, <laughs> it would have been fun. And the, and the show was was fun, despite yeah. some drunk broads who were there. Like similar to the Black Panther story, they're yeah. just talking while she's trying to talk in between songs. And like, am I like, what are you guys here for? 
Yeah. That was actually a funny story because she t- takes a moment. I always love that when people want to talk in the middle of like a quiet set. I mean, the yeah. club was kind of laid out weird anyway, but these girls are all yakking while she's on stage, just, you know, telling a story between songs. Yeah. And she's like, what are, what are you guys here for? And one of them goes, Lisa Loeb. She's like, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm talking right now. I'm on stage. <laughs> this is the show. And it was yeah. actually kind of funny that she kind of called them out. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of a, that club is way, laid out kind of weird. But yeah. um, anyway, we went and saw it, and this is like this is gonna be dark. And then as soon as it starts to hear the you know the call for the the Asgard, um, I don't remember the exact name of it, but there's that distress call saying that yeah. they're under attack, and you see the ship, and then you see, you know, the all the bodies laying around, and then you see, you know. Heindel gets stabbed and Loki gets choked and you think, well, is Loki really dead? Yeah. <laughs> because haven't we seen this before? Yeah. And uh, at that point, and even when Hulk starts, you know, attacking Thanos and then he gets, you know, knocked unconscious at that point, I watching that movie for the first time, there was that where the score, you know, goes dun, dun, dun. And at that moment in my head, I just thought, oh, shit's on. Yeah. Like, this is it. This is going to be serious. Uh, and from there, I was just, okay, it's going to get dark. There's going to be some bodies. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be really, really interesting. And like everybody at the end of that movie, speechless. And the whole theater was quiet. That was the the the, the part that was as curious as everyone was, and as hyped up, and as, as much as that was the biggest movie that was happening that summer. Yeah. People were at least into it enough to be respectful and be quiet, and everybody had that shock when the snap happens, and then the screen goes white. And I mean, literally, like it was sold out theater. They were showing that movie all night. They did a different show every like half hour. Yeah. And uh, it was it, everybody was just it was stone silence, like literally could have heard a pin drop silence and not knowing what happened. And then when everybody, you know, when, of course, Bucky gets dusted first and then everybody and literally like gasps throughout the whole thing. And the biggest shock being Black Panther, because he just had a huge movie where Jack almost got into a fight with some girls. Yeah. So everyone was like, oh my gosh, there's no Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Only Jack survived. Yeah. And um, just this whole, seeing everybody disappear and then credits. And then I remember as shocked as Sherry was when, you know, they, they go through the credits on screen and then, you know, Avengers Infinity War comes up and then it kind of dissolves yeah. into dust. Like- and Sherry's sitting there to see the first word she said the whole time. She said, Oh, that's wrong. Because <laughs> it was so fresh, having just seen what happened in the yeah. movie. I was confused. Everyone. I was like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. What the hell? I texted my sister who went opening night mm-hmm. and uh, her with her group of friends. And I texted her during the credits like, what the fuck did I just see? Mm. What the fuck did I just see? Right. And then she's I'm like, I'm not even at the post credit scene yet. So I didn't even answer her her text back mm-hmm. and i was like oh wow like well captain marvel just got way more interesting now because <laughs> yeah but um yeah it was there was nothing about that that was predictable and it was one of those things that really all the marvel movies have been like a fun fan experience and stuff like that but infinity war and endgame especially were like the most fun with fans because that's with fans when you wh- nobody's talking but people are reacting and that's what mm-hmm. i love i'm not a stickler for like Shh, enjoy the movie like people are in the moment, enjoying the film. When Tony Stark got stabbed, the audible gasp was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That was I another went, moment, too. I was like, oh, no. I, I'm sure my eyes were wide like silver dollars, but the Sherry literally jumped up in her seat like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
because and I I said to her before, you know, we're we're talking about theories and everybody, you know, every, everybody who has a YouTube channel, which is everybody, is putting up their yeah. theories about like who's gonna die in Infinity War, how's the movie gonna end, are they gonna capture Thanos? We don't know, you know. Yeah. But everybody's kind of doing their their odds and you know the over under that this person's gonna gonna die and the percentages, you know. Yeah. The fantasy sports guys who suddenly are interested in comic yeah. book movies and yeah. they're doing the you know the 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 odds somebody's gonna not make it out of the movie yeah and um i had said to to her and you and i may have talked about this as well at the time but i said well look tony stark's gonna have to die because th- he can't just like go away like we've seen he, he's he's beyond the point where he can just kind of sit on the sidelines and not do anything yeah He's not going to be able to just let all these things happen and let the other Avengers take care of it. And he's just going to sit it out. That's just not going to happen. So, and I never like thought that that never crossed my mind at all. Cause I always thought that it was the other, uh, it was Steve Rogers. It I was going to die. I was always, I was always thinking cause there had always been like the news and the press or whatever about Chris Evans is going to, once the movies are done, he's going to move on to other things. He can do smaller movies mm-hmm. and snag just want to be a part of stuff. Like it's not like he had a bad experience or anything else, but it's like once this is done, I'm moving on to so and so. Right. So I always thought, well, that's kind of the all signs point to Steve Rogers will die in either Infinity War or Endgame. Mm. That's what I always thought. Well, that's true. So but that's I- what I was bracing for. So the whole Tony Stark aspect never really entered my mind. I always thought, well, maybe he'll just bow out and retire, and that will be the end of it. And maybe not in this movie, but maybe who knows? He might still want to do it. I always perceived, and he. And it's true that he always enjoyed those movies and would do them as long as he could. So Robert Downey Jr. Jr. See, I didn't get that impression at all because when, you know, prior to uh, age of Ultron and then they had the big um, in was in November of 2014, where they talk about the next slate and they introduced Chadwick Boseman is going to be black Panther. And that's when they announced civil war and you know, the upcoming slate, I thought, okay, this is going to be cool. But at the same time, this was right around the time. I don't remember if it was right just before or just after this. I think it was just before. Maybe in October, that movie, The Judge, came out, which Robert Downey Jr. produced. I think it was 13, 2000, maybe 2000. No, it was 2014. It was. I just don't okay. remember um, exactly if, if it was before that. I think it was either just before or just after. It was but around that same time. Yeah, of, cool. of course, everybody's asking him, like, so, you know, and when are we going to see Tony Stark again? Because people ask questions on red carpets are super original. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, just like, well, you don't know. Well, we don't know. And then his because he, he'd um, renewed his, I don't remember the specific breakdown. Who can at this point? But, um. Except maybe his agent, but I don't remember the breakdown of like when his contract was up, but he was kind of, he'd given the impression like he wanted to do other things. Like Iron Man three was done. There wasn't supposed to be another Iron Man movie. Oh, I think there were going to be more Avengers movies. Like there'd be more Avengers or like he'd be featured like in spots kind of like Spider-Man homecoming. He'd be in them, but he wouldn't be like a major part of it. He'd pop in and there like his main stories were going to be the Avengers and the Iron Man movies and whatever. But I always like, he didn't play a huge part in homecoming other than just being, in it for a little while like he had key points but it, uh, that's what i thought like the he, reason spider-man he, was able to do anything was yeah because of <laughs> pretty much yeah he wasn't like important, even if he shot it all felt, in three days he'd never be the main feature and beyond endgame that's what i thought but i remember getting the impression at the time like okay he's kind of going to be done with this he wants to do other things and especially like this movie that he starred in that he produced it's like it's he he, he wanted he was kind of thinking about life beyond playing tony stark and i thought okay so i wonder if he's going to re-up or you know how much further this is going to go because at that point i don't remember how many more movies he was set to do but then the judge comes out and it kind of doesn't do big business and then it's guess what robert Downey jr signed up for the next couple for civil war the next three avengers movies and then it's like okay so i think the judge may have been like the month before and at that point it's okay never 
you know, never say never kind of thing. And like, oh, I'm going to keep doing this. I love playing the role. I love the fans and all that. And, you know, same thing. He finishes up in Endgame, as we all know. And then it's Doolittle's coming out. And it definitely doesn't do any business. And no, now no. everyone's like, so you got to come back. Have we seen the end of Tony Stark? And it's like, mm, uh, shit, maybe. Yeah. I mean, not that the guy needs to work anymore. No, no. that's the thing. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that influences and, you know, obviously we'll get to get to Endgame in a moment. But I think that's why somebody like Chris Hemsworth is saying, yep, you're going to see Thor for a while because he hasn't really had anything that's popped outside no, of this, which is I mean, look, I, I, I don't know being, you know, an actor on you know what it's like being an actor on that level and having like a signature character some people resent it you yeah. know somewhat notoriously like bruce willis and uh, there are other people who embrace it and you know if you're lucky you can you can have like one signature character you play in movies the only person i can think of off the top of my head who really has two is harrison ford he's on solo and he's indiana jones yeah but that's very very rare yeah but if you're lucky and you get that one character too kind of sort of yeah but you also, you know, if you're in a lot of cases, you, if you're not a star like a Brad Pitt or something where you're too huge to just be a superhero. Yeah. But you maybe have one character everybody knows you for or you're like a character actor who shows up in a bunch of other stuff. And there are tons of those. Yeah. So at the same time, when you look at someone like Chris Hemsworth, who's done a bunch of stuff outside of the Marvel movies, I mean, he did Black Hat, he did In the Heart of the Sea, he did Rush, he did um, the Vacation Semi uh, Reboot. Yeah, and uh, a bunch of or even Ghostbusters, and none of it really took off. So maybe he's looking at it as, "Hey, man, I know where my bread's buttered. I'm going to keep playing Thor yeah. as long as you'll have me." And if so, good for him. Yeah, Why not? Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> he doesn't want that career. <laughs> or the third one, whose name we don't know. Yeah. But anyway, what do you mean he doesn't want to do stuff for Quibi? Is that what you're saying, yeah. Jack? Wow, you're you're rude. What a dick. I was, so, thinking, I was thinking those like Divergent movies or whatever, those teen. Like, oh, wow. I forgot about those. Yeah. Jeez. Or <laughs> shit like Independence Day Resurgence. Like, this will be a good career move. No. No, it won't. <laughs> it's like, wait, it's like, you remember? I don't know if you remember this. This was uh, forever ago. It was, um, oh, who was it? It was uh, Al Pacino's dad, Sal Pacino. <laughs> and, oh, man, it was, oh, Quentin Tarantino's dad. Okay. His, his long lost father would like do these like direct to video movies or maybe direct to DVD movies. And they'd have on the box Pacino, Tarantino, yeah. like people would see them. I mean, there's some movie I saw recently as I, as you know, I, I do have an affection for bad movies. Yeah. And I was looking at it. It was How like, you? <laughs> it was like, uh, it was like, uh, what was it? Uh, Frank Stallone. And I think it was Patrick Swayze's brother and a couple other people. Like, so it, it had the names, you know, still, I think maybe there's another Estevez brother or something. Yeah. So you have like Stallone <laughs> Estevez, and everybody's yeah. the idea is to get eyes on this movie and figure like, Oh, I know these people. I know those names. I'm going to check out this movie. Yeah. But it's not the people you're looking for. No, not at all. Yeah. But I mean, Hey, you know, Liam, Hems Liam Hemsworth is doing okay on his own, but I, I feel like I so. kind of looking, <laughs> looking at the example, I think it makes sense that Chris Hemsworth like, I'm going to play this forever because it can keep going. And as long as they're willing to have him, you know, he could show up, you know, in other people's movies or whatever. It does just need to be a Thor series yeah. the entire time. And apparently that's not the plan. If supposedly Natalie Portman's going to take over as Thor, but if, yeah. if that character is going to be around cool and it makes sense, you know, Chris Evans has directed and he's written films and he's done a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So I get it. Maybe Chris Hemsworth is just down for acting and that's cool. And same thing with Robert Downey Jr. If he wants to develop his own stuff and he's interested in doing, you know, maybe it's more family friendly yeah, fair, going the right. Eddie Murphy route, then okay. Yeah. <laughs> he can do that too. But go go right ahead. <laughs> at the same time, you know, well, I guess the the 
best uh, the natural segue is just to kind of get into Endgame and uh, yeah. yeah, how all that went. Now, in my defense, yes, we had tickets for Saturday, and I thought, oh, oh I'm not blaming you. At I'm all. gonna have to wait two days. No, but my my reason it is, was, is it was an agonizing two days for me because my coworker <laughs> saw it and went up to me and said, "Did you see it?" Yet? And I'm like, "No, please don't talk to me about this." Like I was uh, legitimately afraid of being spoiled because I had a whole workday Friday. I was off all social media and like mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be doing any kind of like going on YouTube or anything because mm-hmm. there are assholes who will you know, leak clips online because you're you're interested in Avengers films. Well, yeah, it happened to me exactly. with it actually. Like somebody put a clip of like because the day I was going to see it, um, there was a picture of like Pennywise kills Georgie. Like somebody filmed it and put it on YouTube because uh, all my recent searches have been about it. And I was like, oh son of a bitch. Like I know what happens in the movie because mm-hmm. I've seen the miniseries and the but like but still like to have to see the, the scene like the actual picture of quality itself, yeah mm. so I was like you know what like, well that's the other thing too unfortunately and this is just a, a product of you know the time we're living in people are quite keen to spoil I mean there, there certainly is that crop of people who were happy to spoil things for everyone else and tell you what happens in fact that reminds me of a, a friend of mine who hadn't seen Infinity War this is Sunday so the movie's been out for two days yeah she's at work. And uh, some girl who worked there popped her head into the break room and says, so Spider-Man dies, Star-Lord dies, Black Panther dies, like literally just rattled off everything in case anybody hadn't seen it. I was like, wow, what a what a stupid move. You know, what a dick move just to like, what's your hope? I hope I ruin the movie for them. I hope they don't go see it. Like, why would you even Yeah. yeah, Why would you even do that to anybody? Like, what? how could that be fun? Yeah. To tell everybody like everyone who dies and they didn't actually die. But still, how? I just don't understand like how the person gets pleasure out of spoiling it. Same with the person who anonymously is just like, I hope people see this when they post it on the internet, whether it's photos or, and I knew that was going to happen too. Yeah. I'm like, as soon as Endgame comes out, people are going to be taking photos or filming shit or whatever. And sure enough, after that opening weekend, you know, on Monday, there's pictures of old Steve Rogers. There's pictures of, you know, to- or film of Tony, you know, doing the snap instant leaks. Uh, that's it instantly. And I'm like, dude, I don't want, I don't want to have this spoiled. I'd rather go see the movie by myself Thursday night, which I did. But yeah. to be fair, I've, you know, I would have loved to have gone with Sherry, but she was still living. She was still, you know, two months away from moving to Jersey. Yeah. And she was going to see it by herself that night. And I want to talk to her about the movie that night. That was honestly the reason I went and saw it. I, I'm not Thursday night. I wasn't hot about it. But I was well, like, I know that I didn't want to announce it to anybody. Cause it's like, Oh, we all waited. Why did you wait? <laughs> yeah. You know. Somebody like, well, Corey arrived, but Corey had seen it anyway. Yeah, that Corey was saw it. He went and saw it, and he's just like, oh, I shot already. And I was like, oh, so did I. Yeah, he went up to me. He's like, he texted me the day of uh, the Friday. Like, just so you know, I saw it already. It's really good, but I'm, I'm not going to say anything, mm, but right. I couldn't wait. I'm like, I don't blame you. Like, <laughs> Well, that's it. I just thought I want to see it with you guys as a group, but I just don't want to wait. I want to talk about my girl. I don't want to talk about it with my girlfriend tonight well, i did that with the last jedi with all you it's like i'm seeing an opening night i'll see you guys sunday yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah you did it yourself so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is why you can't find fault yeah yeah hypocrite yeah you want to say kind of crazy i reform i reformed a spoiler i reformed someone who used to love doing that to people really i had an old friend we're not in contact anymore for various reasons but we're still mutual mm-hmm. but uh he used to love posting film spoilers for everybody yeah he used to love doing this like he was the he was the dude who honest to god went around on the the release night of the last harry potter book driving mm. around in his car to 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 fucking uh to yell at people waiting in line to buy the book waiting right? at line oh. and be like yo this is what happens and would drive away what a dick and he kept wow. doing that for movies but one thing i knew about this motherfucker was that he was a marvel fan <laughs> so I, and he and then one day he was like yeah i'm gonna go see endgame opening night 
And then opening night comes and he's like, oh, I had to miss it because of work. And I was like, oh, that sucks. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I can play a <laughs> mean trick on this motherfucker right now. So this, is... this was for Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he told me he missed work. So then I got to see it. And then he hadn't yet to see it because he still had to reschedule because of his work situation. And then the day comes where he's like, yeah, I got my ticket. He's walking. And I timed it because I knew what theater he was going to. Mm-hmm. He was at the theater and I was in the parking lot and I went up to him and I was like, Tony Stark dies. <laughs> Tony Stark dies. And I told him like, like a list of spoilers. Oh. And he looked at me like he wanted to kill me. Mm. And then yes. I was like, and then yeah. in that moment, but it was the funniest thing in the world. He was so angry at me, but his face went from anger to. Oh, yeah. yeah you know now it clicked. Oh, now shit. it clicked. This is what I've been doing to people. Hasn't done it since. Oh yeah. man, good. It's the fu- it was the funniest thing. It's one of my favorite things, I've dude. Ever done. Uh, well, that, I don't get it. Like to do it intentionally is just being a dick. Like it's just. I mean, we used to talk about it. Well, you particularly because you were you were an early adopter of uh, Walking Dead, and uh, you and Ryan used to get so mad about people like why are they write like I can't believe so and so died. You know, on yeah, Facebook on that Facebook night, ten like, minutes after the show, but just kind of being oblivious. I don't think they were consciously trying to spoil it. I think they're trying to start yeah. a conversation, but being an asshole in the process. Yeah. So. That was the annoying part. Like, uh, and I get it, but that's a, that's a real thing. So when uh, an event movie does come out, and I mean, there was no bigger event movie than Endgame because everybody's waiting to see its conclusion. Yeah, I thought I don't want to be spoiled, and sure enough, some football player or something—I don't remember who—like tweeted out later that night. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Tony Stark, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why would you tweet that? Some to- people are just so oblivious, and people were pissed. Well, that, but and whether, that's whether or not they're trying to be. A that's dick. the thing. Like one of those things, I wouldn't, I wouldn't follow that person, but it would have been trending somehow. Totally. I would have seen it on Twitter, and then my whole weekend would have been just ruined. Mm-hmm. Now it's weird because when you talk about spoilers. My brother-in-law is almost the exact opposite of like he needs to know the movie before he sees it. For some oh, reason, really? he gets like. I don't know if it's anxiety or something like about a movie, like a big event movie. Mm. So he read the spoilers for Infinity War and Endgame from a review mm-hmm. to, to comfort himself kind of thing. Like he's like, I just I can't wait. Even that night, he's like, I just can't wait. Like it's it was so intense for him. That he's like, I just got I got to read the spoilers. So when <sighs> Tony Stark dies, like when he gets to the point where they do want like the Doctor Strange signals to him one. Mm-hmm. Like my sister looked over at him because she knew because he told her like, I read the spoilers but I can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like she looked at him and was like, "Is this?" She, she looked at him and he kind of looked at her, and nodded like, "Shit," mm. and it kind of just hit her. Then it was, yeah, right. Oh man, and that's I, one thing I didn't. I don't know if it's just like blissful ignorance or whatever it is with me, but there's times in movies where like a big thing happens, and even up to the moment of that scene happening, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that was one of them. Cause like when he oh, went yeah. like, I am Iron Man and snapped, it didn't hit me. It's like, Oh my God, wait, Oh no. He, he could like, it didn't, I was so in the moment of like, they're all dying. They're all disappearing. Right. Yes. Victory. victory. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh no. Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh no. no. Cause you see oh, his face no. afterwards. He's burned up and it's like, yeah, that's when it hits you. Like, Oh shit. That's right. like, it wasn't Steve Rogers. It's him. And then you were there with me mm-hmm. opening, you know, I was yeah. like a flood of tears. You were. Yeah. You you just I get emotional. Even like now, I feel like the emotion a little bit. Like I, it's <laughs> that one was, of the that yeah. was the quietest I'd ever seen a movie. Yeah. Every everyone that I looked around, because I was with a group of friends, tears. Yeah. Everyone was crying. I, I gotta say that you know what that experience, the only thing I can compare it to is um two and a half years prior, 
every couple walking out of Logan, same thing. Every girl's in tears. Every guy's like, it's okay. You know, like, kind of like trying to hold it back really? themselves, but comfort the girl. Oh, God, yeah. When I saw I wasn't Logan, emotional. I was like, wow. That's that in the last Harry Potter movie. I've, I've witnessed a lot of you're right that's another one you're that. right like well it's it's also like shit this it's over i mean at least marvel like you have the uh, you know the the you know uh knowledge that you know the marvel's going to continue you know that at least these movies are going to go on but harry potter's like oh this is it yeah, yeah. now what so that was yeah that was a deep one but no there were a lot of, i mean it was it was just a long trail of tears out to the parking lot after the screening of Logan we went to. That's crazy. Oh, everybody was like, that was silent. We were kind of just like, wow. That was unlike any X-Men movie. We were kind of like mm-hmm. blown away, but we were, there was no one like emotional. I'm I'm shocked with that. Really? Yeah. No, it, it was honestly and... the screening we walked out. It's the most tears I've seen since I was made to suffer through Ladder 49. Yeah, so, I, oh, every movie went. <laughs> Are you a fan of that too, Game Night? I yeah, I do like that movie. Oh, okay. All I right, do, I'll I, give you a pass because you're, yeah. you're you're gonna be like, oh, I hit delete. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I lost you're not getting your file, episode. fucker. <laughs> yeah, support the support the firefighters. But in the theater, I was so. I don't want to like go too much into good still gets me emotional weirdly. I can like, see it. I yeah, know what yeah, you're yeah. right about. I've seen like, you cry in enough movies. I, I, and that's the thing. You didn't it's cry so, this much on your wedding day, but go no, ahead. I know I did. Shut up. Well, you I, remember me at the altar. <laughs> I do have a question for you too. Yes. Sure. What's a movie that you saw that completely off guard caught you by surprise with the fact that why is this making me cry? I have one. Because I have my answer. I want to hear yours. All okay. Right. Yeah, you guys go for I'm I'm gonna need a minute. I'm sure I have one, yeah. but I'm gonna need a second to think about it. Mine's ironically enough, the movie Jack. From the it was in the nineties. Robin Williams plays the little. He was the ten year old and the forty year old. Now available body. on Disney Plus. Yeah, I and remember. I was movie. like, oh, that's this is going to be the funniest movie ever. And I walked out sobbing because it's like he gets a heart attack. He ages. Oh, it was it's, so like it's it's yeah. a sad movie. Yeah, it is. It's uh, we just rewatched that recently. I can't. Watch I think it. I think on his on his birthday we we had watched a couple of Robin Williams movies. Like not not Mrs. Doubtfire and Aladdin, not the common ones. Yeah, We're like let's watch Jack. We said we're gonna watch this for a while, and it was a movie. The older that you get, you watch, you're just like oh. Even looking at high school graduation, I'm like, well, that was a lifetime ago. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours? What was the one that took you by surprise? Paddington Two. Oh, I heard that was those good. movies are great. First oh, off, I, I love those movies they're because awesome. like they're the anti like Smurfs movies. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? I've heard nothing like, but good things. Absolutely. Like, like yeah. they're like when you think of a live action animated movie in recent years, you're just like, oh fuck. Like you're just like, this is gonna be yeah, a miserable uh, time. But like you go into Paddington with that mindset and you're completely taken by surprise at how charming this these movies are. Oh god, are. yeah. Both of them. Both but of them were the so charming. Ending of Paddington 2 makes me cry on a dime really and every time the <laughs> the like the minute when everyone's like thanking paddington for F, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen yeah it, plug your ears jack i won't Got say to. it but well like, but it just it truly like it touched me because i was like that was like because everything that they had built up to in that movie like mm-hmm. it was the natural point right but like it was just so perfect. Yeah. And then right after that made me instantly laugh at the idea of Bonneville doing <laughs> right. a musical number. Okay, the tension breaker. Let's yeah. do that. But yeah, Paddington 2 for sure. Yeah. Wow. That's a good that, that's I, I see what you mean. Yeah, because there is that moment where you can be like, ah, and then thankfully there's a, a tension breaker where it's like, there's a laugh. Okay, I'm back again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden it's okay, I'm not ashamed of myself. Yeah. Boy, I'm trying to think. There are movies that seem obvious that I, I did end up getting emotional over it. It's, it's more like at different points. I remember um, I saw it as a kid. Uh, speaking of Robin Williams, uh, Awakenings. 
Oh, you yeah. Seen that? And that's kind of a tough watch anyway. And there was something about watching that recently, a couple of years ago, which is another quick segue. Speaking about, uh, you know, not being able to handle spoilers and things like that. There, I can't tell you how many movies, and Awakenings was one of them, where especially watching at home, Sherry will grab the remote, pause it, look at me and say, does he die? Yeah. Like whenever there's some, some serious <laughs> something. And I was like, I don't remember. Yeah. Guess you got to say, and she hates it because I'm like, you can't stand being in suspense. Like just my wife's the same way. Is he dying? Is you he, want a yeah. Robin Williams tearjerker? I got one for you. Our, Unsuspectingly, the last night at the museum. Oh, his wow. very last, yeah. for yeah, obvious yeah. reasons, but his very last line mm -hmm. in relation to what happened to him was just like, oh, what the fuck? The day after mm. he died, uh, we I'd seen Guardians of the Galaxy the first time, and the trailer for that played in front, and the whole theater was just like oh. sobbing. Grim, yeah, but th and then that movie just like picked everybody's spirits up right away. But everybody for a few minutes was like, But yeah, that moment when everybody uh, realizes, Oh no, this is yeah, he's, are, he's gone. Honestly, I'm one of the few people that thinks though that's a great trilogy of movies. Like, I know I I've think, heard good things, I, I saw the first think, one, I personally think they're very underrated. But the, the very last one, yeah, I can't do, I just I can't do it. I've, well, yeah, there, there's that, there are few movies where there's that real life element. I mean, it's even the same with like watching The Last Jedi. I felt like because at that point, you know, we knew Carrie had had passed away a year prior and everyone's just looking. Yeah. At and then, you know, seeing her say, like, you know, may the force be with you and having that goodbye moment with Luke. You're just like, oh, that's the last time we're going to yeah. be on screen together. Yeah, that was it's, a moment. That's another one. Like, I can't talk about that much because it gets really, right. really worked up. But um, so. so Awakenings, there was a part we, we must have watched it in like 20. I'm going to say like 2017 or something. Mm -hmm. um, maybe 2016. Not that that's important, but. Uh, there's the point when you've seen the movie. Obviously. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, he's no longer uh, cat. De Niro's no longer catatonic, and you know his mother came to visit him all the time when he was catatonic, just checking on him. And then there's the moment where, and this is after you know a couple of years uh, living away from home, parents are getting older, father had triple bypass the you know that year or the year before. So I'm feeling a little you know more of a pull towards my parents, or at least being close to them geographically in case anything, you know, medically happened again. Yeah. And uh, there's the moment where his, his, you know, his mother walks in and he sees his mother. He's able to reach out. And he just goes, mama. And I was just like, ah, yeah. Like it was a moment. And it is kind of a dramatic moment, but like for what it meant personally to me, I'm just like, I want to hug my mother. Like it was a real moment. All this. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh man. There are a bunch of songs too, that I can, I can do. That's a whole other episode songs yeah. that stir me up now much more than they ever did. Like now they resonate differently. Just having, you know, lived, a life yeah or a portion of one and <laughs> a significant portion of one but Crazy. uh that's another thing um the the nitpicking of endgame i feel like there are a lot of things you can get you know again if, if you want to be you know dickish and just kind of nitpick the little things about like oh it's fan service most there's no reason for him to you know whisper you know avengers assemble and you know little things like that but i thought the closure uh, i thought was that was closure. great people have a problem with that Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, people like to bitch about movies. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. Like the, the internet's giving people a voice, and people are using that voice to bitch about movies. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, movie poop friend of the studio. Out. Yeah, friend of the studio yeah. once wrote into a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now listen, all you motherfuckers, you are the ones who are the ball. Like I just watched that the other night. Not not because we were coming here. We had a trilogy screening the other. Well, not not that it's a direct trilogy. But we watched Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and uh, Jay and Bob Strike Back. Uh, a few nights ago with my girlfriend because she hadn't seen them in ages and I'm like oh you're in for a treat yeah and Mallrats was her favorite like always was out of all yeah. his movies and I, Mallrats, like, oh, that's I think holds up out of all of those films over time a little bit better than most and I love Kevin Smith movies totally but I feel like there's a language about being 
a mall rat, especially for kids who hung out at the mall that just and, resonates and in, any generation. Yeah. And in Jersey, because that's kind of what there was to do. Like yeah. growing up around 100%. here. 100%. I yeah. think I think that's you know, the malls are such a fixture where I mean we grew up in in the Lakewood and Brick area so you're a half hour from like three different malls. Oh yeah. So for us it was like yeah that's what you do you go to the mall you, you know, hang you go out to- at the Freehold Mall Mammoth Mall like that exactly. was exactly that was a Friday night when the mall closes you go to the movies exactly so it's very the very uh, symbiotic relationship between the, going to the mall go to the movies being a teenager in Jersey. I never Absolutely. got why people hated that. Like why like people were like, oh, why are these kids hanging out in our mall? Because there's nothing to do there's in yeah, like nothing to do here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why are you giving us shit? Yeah. <laughs> Build something to do and then yeah. we'll go there. Well, that's it. it. And that was the funny part. When I first moved out to California in 06, and you know, the malls there during the week would close at like 8 p.m. And I said, no wonder everybody's smoking weed. There's nothing to do. Like there's no Applebee's <laughs> in LA County. There's no Fridays anywhere. It's the one Magic Johnson owns. And I'm thinking like- There's what, no Applebee's? And, and you have to drive like 40 minutes to get to an Applebee's. I, I, I define one. I'm big one. sad now because <laughs> I might be moving out. <laughs> I was there. like, this, this is why everybody gets high because there isn't anything to do. No wonder everybody- Now everything cool. makes sense. Smoking reefer. Letting <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my old man show. But I'm thinking, I'm like, what do teenagers do? You can't go to the mall and there's n- none of these chain restaurants to hang out. There was, you know, we had to drive to Encino to go to Chili's. I mean, we what the hell? The bulls, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Or diners. Like diners are very much a Jersey thing. Where you oh, get, at God, any God. hour, you, you could roll into a diner and there they just kind of don't I have love them. me a good diner. So yeah, well, that's yeah. it. It was certain things or even even a fucking Wawa. Like you've no many t- no idea how many times I just thought if there was a Wawa, my life here would be so much like exponentially better. There's no like equivalent. To like a Wawa, no. no, like a Seven Eleven. There's Seven Elevens with gas stations, but like when you can't use a free AT, you know, no charge ATM and get sandwiches to order, it's like mm, the hot dogs that have been on the roller that are all different colors, like the Quickie Mart. You know, like, <laughs> that, that's that's your food at Seven Eleven if you want to grab a snack. But well, good God, it's be a long uh, night here. <laughs> Do this. But um, another stupid nitpick people had about Endgame was about like Fat Thor. He's fat shaming. No, like, he's no, depressed. he's not. He's depressed. Like, and uh, sorry, in 2020, we can all identify with that. Yeah. I mean, just the, the two of us alone. I mean, it's just. Oh, my know, God. Yeah. Wait, what exactly was fat shaming? The idea that they're making jokes about Thor being fat, but it's like because he's beautiful. <laughs> he is. He's a, he's a muscular man. He's everything yeah. you would want. He's, to be. he's lost a, his way. He's a, he's a god. So, of yeah. course, it's so it would, to see him get fat and, you know, go into depression is kind of funny because here's somebody who you would think would not be depressed. And he's, he's the mighty of jokes Thor, for a yeah. bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's why they call him mighty but, Thor. But he he failed. But and people thought, well, that's it. It's like, have it's have you dealt with juxtaposition? I yes. I mean, I don't know. It is. It's perfect. Not fat shaming. And he doesn't no. just drop the weight as soon as you know he, he, yeah. he channels the lightning at the end of the movie. He's still fat. And they, yeah, he's they, still they, running with that. Some people ask the Russo brothers, as like, yeah, he's the same person as he's going to be. Well, he gets the lightning and the thunder. They're not going to slim him down, and that's well, exactly. So and at stupid. the same time, there's no lesson learned there either. Yeah. Like, no, it's not that easy. Sorry, he's not just going to shape up again. Now, the real question is, Fat Thor in the rest of the movies. <laughs> I mean, here's hoping. I hope there's there's gradual like Thor getting back in shape. <laughs> yeah, gradual yeah, yeah. Thor just trying to get back into shape. Yeah, like, that would be kind of funny. The next Thor movie, he lands and he's just like, oh, yeah. yeah. I want to I want to see Thor struggle on stairs. That, yeah. That's 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 the movie I want to see. And then meanwhile, like Star Lord's coming up in, in the Milano beside him, he's just like, "We have a ship. Why are you climbing stairs?" Yeah, and he's like, "Go to get in shape," <laughs> you know, in that dramatic way. Uh, that's it's perfect. But at the same time, you you have to understand, like, if somebody's been depressed, of course, that I mean, Thor's going to look like us. He's going to be, you know, doughy, pasty, and hairy. Yeah. Which is, but by the way, worst attorneys in the business, uh, doughy, pasty, and hairy. Attorneys <laughs> at law. 
So oh, stay away right. is what I'm saying. Oh, that's good. And um, one thing I heard a complaint about from somebody I follow on YouTube said like he was mad about how the time travel worked. Like, you know, time travels one, not real. Two, there's <laughs> no like laws about there are no infinity like, stones. He, he, there's and, no big purple they, guy. The stupid thing is like they address it in a nerd way to not piss nerds off movies. Like, I don't know how time travel works. I've only seen Back to the Future, Star Trek, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, okay, nerds. Like, well, the fact that they address it, I think, was perfect. Yeah. Like in, in this universe, because that's the thing, in, in a lot of movies where there's things like time travel, they never refer to other movies where there's time travel. Yeah. So the fact that they literally rattle off a dozen movies that involve time travel, it's like, okay, that exists in this world. Yeah. Great. Everybody's like, wait, doesn't time travel work this way? No, it doesn't. So just having them take a, a beat. And they're like, oh, that's so say, convenient for the plot. It's like, get over yourself, really. Yeah, like, you know, these these people aren't real, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because I can understand the argument where it's like, yeah, time travel doesn't exist. But at the same time, I can understand people wanting to understand at least and acknowledge the same rules that have been yes. set in place for years of science fiction. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So in that respect, I get it. But at the same time, it's like. This is science fiction. Yeah, it's right. Ever changing. It's, it's a movie. Like, yeah. come on. I mean, come on. Just yeah, enjoy it. Right. You're gonna little, get. Little this bit. is gonna be the biggest movie of your lifetime, and you're gonna nitpick it because of one little. Well, thing. that's and yeah. we've had that conversation before. Like, it's it's also become cool to not like the ending of something. And I get people felt burned by like the end of Game of Thrones, or even like you know the end of Dexter or Lost like, and shit it's like so that. Dumb. But it is. It's like especially once it gets to a when it has a certain level of popularity, it becomes cool. Like, yeah, I don't like. I liked it for a while. It's like you know, yeah. It's the same thing with music. You know, bands' first three albums were great. After that, they, yeah. I'm noticing yeah. that's happening a lot with. Tarantino. A lot of people, yeah, like, oh yeah, a lot of people used yeah, to be gung ho about Tarantino. Now everyone's like, huh fuck that dude. He's, right. He's weird. As I'm if, like, no. As if he's making like the most mainstream movies possible. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, movies right? aren't. Hateful Eight is five days long. I yeah. mean, and, and it's great. I love so, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I love that. Oh, movie. I do too. Yeah. And it's not like a commercial movie. Yeah. It's yeah. like you go to see those movies because there's a character to them all their own. Yeah. So I don't get it either. I'm like, it's an experience thing. Like you go oh. to the movie for a Tarantino experience because you know for a fact you're not going to get anything like it most likely. Right. That yeah. dude has a voice and a style that is just his. And a lot of people tried to bootleg it in the 90s. And there were a lot of movies that just, yeah, exactly. Like no, people try to co-op that style and do something in that style and it doesn't work. And that's why he's still doing it. Right. But um, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm always kind of put off by the fact that people can't just enjoy it. Although I will say the one person who, who knew, who called it and not in a, in a, well, I'll say in a nerdy way. Our friend Dan, who used to, he was a big comic book reader as a kid, grew up as, yeah. you know, an only child, spent a lot of time at home alone and read a lot of comic books. After Infinity War, he and I um, got together. It was, yeah, it was right after it came out because we came to visit that spring. And that's when we said, hey, moving back to Jersey, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Let's celebrate. Um, he and I went out to dinner uh, during that trip in uh, May of 2018. So this is before Ant-Man and the Wasp came out. And he says, well, I think I know what they're going to do with it. He's like, what's going to happen is they're going to use the quantum realm to travel through time. He's like, I think they're going to do that probably in like, you know, they're going to because time works differently in the quantum realm. Like he knew all of that just from reading the comics. Yeah. And, and I heard that. I'll be damned rumor, if he yeah. didn't call it. I like, heard that he as knew a rumor, it. like the quantum realm is going to play a part in the movie. Mm -hmm. And there was that one. It wasn't a leaked photo, but it was a picture of them. Uh, Chris Evans on the set in his old cap suit. Mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. looked like he had gray hair. So it's like, oh, there's going to be some time kind of time travel element i guess they have right. to use the quantum realm somehow but didn't know how that worked didn't exactly. know what they were gonna do. i thought like in the the trailer it was so funny when we saw endgame as a group the first time that whole first 10 minutes of the film was like the last trailer and it was mm. just like when they killed thanos and somebody behind me was like well that's it like as a joke <laughs> but like i also thought like okay now like when it says five years later i thought 
this is going to be something. Yeah. I okay. Never- now we don't know because that was the, that was the stupid thing because you know the assholes on the internet. I mean, redundant, but the fact that after you know the trailers came out and they showed like Tony in the suit, kind of walking, what we knew was walking towards the big machine to send him in the quantum realm. I'm well, sure I thought they were name. going to space. That's what I thought. I thought they were all in like space suits going to space. To fight well, yeah, that's it. It was vague enough that you didn't know. And they didn't show the shot with, with uh, professor Hulk and fat Thor. So yeah. you didn't know about that. That was the one pair they didn't show in that, yeah. uh, that little uh, slow motion walking lineup. And there were um, some people, because I saw Tony obviously made it back to earth, which by the way, duh, like who would have thought that wasn't going to happen? Like, no, he's going to die on this planet. He and Nebula are just going to die. Yeah, that's it. His story is over, but we just didn't kill him. We're going to make you wait till the next movie to watch him run out of food and air and water. Yeah. But anyway, um, there are so many people who just had, especially when like the Russo brothers and a lot of the cast were tweeting out, like, remember, you know, it's, don't don't spoil the movie. Say this boy. And, you know, idiots commenting on us. Just like, well, you already spoiled so much of the movie in the trailers. I'm thinking, they, especially when they, I saw the movie, the I said, you knew nothing. Like, literally, yeah, in that first 10 minutes, that's all you had seen. Otherwise, you did not know what was going to happen. And I'm thinking, wow, we got like two and a half more hours of movie to go. Yeah, and there was a commercial um, at work that actually aired like a few days before. Because like as the movie gets closer, and I dealt with this with like, Everybody, it's like this whole, like, more of the movie comes out as you get closer and closer to it. Right. It happened with the Star Wars movies. It happened with this. And then there was a commercial at work. I Somebody had ESPN on. And it was like, all right. Um, it was that scene in the beginning where Rocket's looking at the globe. And it's like, all right, so the stones are on this and then that. And even I thought that was too much at work. I turned away. I was like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> like, because I thought that was an essential part. Like, they're going to get Thanos. Well, yeah, that was that was a clip that was on YouTube that yeah. they officially put out. It was he used the stones again, and then it ended with "Let's go get this son of a bitch." Yeah, and that was it. But that was actually an official like one minute clip that they put out from the beginning of the movie. But obviously, we didn't know what point in the movie it was from. I thought it was like an so hour when, in, like they were taking yeah. the first hour to research. And so then, when it happens, then it's like, oh, okay. And then I just I love the kind of back to the. Excuse me. Wow, I'm triple over my my. Mouth is not moving as fast as my brain. You having a stroke Fatal floss. Yeah. I, I wonder. <laughs> I have no water left. I'm dehydrated, everybody. Liquid death, everybody. Get me a cider. Um, anyway. So, the... Miss, now I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Um, damn. Yeah, I really did. Uh, well, take it, Jack. Okay. <laughs> you, I got nothing. You really thought that something was going to happen. No, oh, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... I have a question for you guys. Sure. Man. So I know you guys, Chris so you save. guys are, uh, <laughs> so you filmmakers as well. And I understand everyone's probably been monitoring the the situation with COVID and all that. Right. Stuff. right. Yeah, yeah. At what point do you like, what do you guys think of this whole video on demand situation thing with how movies are coming out possibly? Because for me, the fact that I'm seeing more and more people being so gung ho about being anti movie theater is really making me sad. Yeah. Me yeah, too. totally. Cause like, Nothing can replicate that experience as far as like, I'm Like, there's no way yeah. I want to see – well, I don't want to see Mulan regardless, but I don't want to see <laughs> Mulan on VH, on, on VOD. Not the, not the first time. Not the yeah. first time. Right. But, I mean, I don't want to see Black Widow. I don't oh, want to see Pixar, like, Soul mm-hmm. apparently is going to get. The new there's there's a rumor. Well, apparently, there's, there's a deal. I don't know if it's a Marvel-oriented thing or not because, like, New Mutants, part of the deal was it had to receive a theatrical release when Disney acquired Fox. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's something too with Marvel movies where they cannot debut on streaming. They need the streaming. They need to have a theatrical run. So I just at this point, I think uh, Black Widow is just going to get pushed to at least February, if not next May. Because yeah. I'll say this: nobody said anything about. You know, everybody's been asking when's Bond coming out, when's Wonder Woman coming out, when's Black Widow coming out, and because they keep getting pushed back gradually, 
there's a lot of attention being paid to like when are these movies coming out. Nobody said a thing about Fast Nine because Universal said ne next summer. Yeah, Nobody yeah. said a thing about Ghostbusters because they said nope, next July. That still broke so, my heart when they pushed Ghostbusters when they I know. announced. Oh, yeah, that was a drag. Before it came out, but at the same time, you totally want to see that in the theater the first oh, time without a doubt. <laughs> Talk about fans. I mean, we were, we were bummed yeah. about seeing Bill and Ted at home. We we're like, man, it'd be really nice to actually see yeah. this in a theater. But I, we, we want to go see out it. of my way to find that at a drive-in because I know it's still playing. Oh yeah, there's there's, there's some that there's, are within striking distance. Yeah. yeah. But here's my solution long term because I think a lot of the problem stems from the fact of how expensive the movies have gotten lately. I truly think it would mm. fix the a lot of problems if movies got universally if the ticket prices were universally cheaper. I feel like you would see an exponential return in box office receipts. I mm -hmm. feel like more people would go to see it. And then I feel like we'll get into that era where films will have to be kind of a little bit more lower budget because I let's be honest they're throwing like 300 million at some of these films oh and you're yeah just like yeah why like we, like we were saying that a couple of years ago with with Batman v Superman we're like okay you're kind of introducing a new Batman you're not really doing a man of Steel sequel and you're spending 300 million dollars on this one movie assuming like I, everyone's gonna show up exactly I mean, and I, that, that's where I feel like it really exploded like Marvel it's established. It's a household name at this point. Everybody's going to go. But I could you're right. These and new justify movies. a hundred and fifty million dollar yeah, budget yeah, yeah. for a right. Marvel movie. But like, for uh, I'm trying to think. There's a couple of examples where I'm just like, I looked at the budget. I was just like, excuse me, right? Like, <laughs> why? But I think it could also be a thing where we could enter this really cool era where we do see almost a grindhouse esque type of experience. Oh where yeah, there are the lower tier films that are made for the lower dollar but they are for a specific audience. I think a lot of that could stem from that, but I'm like, if there's a way to do it where that's a hybrid of lowering ticket prices and having video on demand, but mm -hmm. video on demand being the more expensive option, because right. in this, in this position, it's the cheaper one, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, right. When yeah. It should be reversed. You would hope you would think yeah. people would, would want to go to the movies. But I think the thing is uh, convenience beats out everything. And that's why people are content to sit at home and watch something as opposed to go out. And I feel like COVID has just scared everybody to, I mean, we can see like we, we, you know, friends of ours who have been very much rallying, like everything needs to be open. Theaters need to reopen, but they're open and people aren't going. Yeah. And, you know, granted, the strongest, you know, the theatrical lineup isn't exactly out right now. But at the same time, like people could go to movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to see honest. New Mutants, if you want to see uh, Russell Crowe get unhinged. See, so, and um, that's the way he plays Mel Gibson, right? Unhinged. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yo. <laughs> wow. See, here's the thing, though, about unhinged. That's the type of movie where I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't be mad if I saw more movies like that starting to come out because oh, for sure. I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. if either of you have seen Unhinged, no. but it's a fun movie. Like oh, it's yeah? ridiculous. <laughs> you, like you, it's a leave your brain at the door type of film that studios are way too afraid to make now because it's like they're afraid it won't make any money. But like, well, because it doesn't make huge money, but yeah, it shouldn't yeah. cost huge money. But that's yeah. the whole point. Like, right. so what if you're not gonna have a fucking hundred and fifty million dollar movie? If that happens. Awesome. Well, yeah. Bloomhouse has nailed that. They make every movie for like a dollar ninety eight, and the movies make twenty million opening exactly. weekend. Yeah. And it's like you've turned a profit. And they open them you in win. January, like, and they're you won. Yeah. Yeah. Example: One of the best movies that they put out, in my opinion, is Get Out. I love that. That right. movie's amazing. That yeah. movie is an amazing film. Cost five million to make. It made two hundred and fifty right. million dollars at the box office. But even as far as like doing something sci-fi technology, I mean, the the most recent example I can think of, and it's over a decade old at this point, but District Nine. 
District looked great nine. and cost like 20 million bucks and made a lot of money, but it yeah. looked awesome. It didn't look like didn't cheap look CGI. Like. I mean, you know, it's funny, like District 9 CGI looks better than the Batman v Superman Justice League CGI. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. This is a Blumhouse movie that came out recently, but I'm blanking on the title. The dude got like a chip implanted in his head and oh, upgrade. upgrade. Yeah, Upgrade is another great example of that because that movie, I think, was only a $3 million budget, but it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Well, that's slightest. it. I, I feel like technology is getting to the point where you can make something look really, really good. Oh, 100%. And yeah, and it doesn't need to break the bank, but there's yeah. a point where these budgets, yeah, unfortunately, they've gotten so inflated that now these movies need to make huge profits just to break even, yeah, which like, is a huge, it's, it's a crazy, you know, struggle. I mean, for me, for writing, it's, it's funny that, you know, like we're mentioning that because there's a screenplay I'm working on right now, and I'm actually working one on one with a screenwriter who's basically uh, coaching me on uh, kind of polishing this and getting this full story out of me and getting it to the point where it, it, reads the way it is in my head yeah but um he was actually saying you know you can do this on your own like if you were look as i said like i want to be writer director is kind of my thing yeah and um hey, me he too. said high five awesome. <laughs> <laughs> socially distant high five and um he said you know th this is something you, you only have a few locations in this you could probably do it pretty cheaply i said honestly that's one of the things i was considering when i had the idea i thought you know this isn't going to cost that much you would literally just need the equipment but there's not a whole lot of locations it it centers around a, a couple of people it takes place in the span of a day shit man so, i'll give you my gear go make it <laughs> dude, I'll, I'll lend it to you I, well everybody listen we have this on record so homeboy's gonna supply us with hey, some man, gear if i can get executive producer credit fuck it let's make you a movie all right all right <laughs> well like that's just it where it's like come on man just make your shit well that's it make it and get it out there and look hopefully it'll be seen unfortunately now we're we're in such a we're we're diluted <laughs> you know every every service out there has the their own stuff is distribution people well yeah. that's it but but even that like you still st i mean my opinion i mean yes if something's on netflix everyone will see it but also everyone will forget about it two weeks later yeah 100%. so i do think there there is something to be said for like the the buzz of a movie that's playing in the theater i get the theatrical window is getting smaller and i get that people don't go out to see movies anymore but i still feel like it feels like a movie if it's not debuting on Netflix or Prime Video or whatever or Disney Plus even. I where, think also it shouldn't be where it's that difficult for filmmakers, especially when they're lower tier budgets like we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. They make going to theaters so difficult now. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. for like for example, when they made the first Halloween movie in 1978, that movie was I think two hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget decimated the box office yeah. at the time and right. it's like one of the highest grossing independent films but it should like that should be an example as to why like they should allow theatrical windows for these smaller tier movies like i feel like universal or the bigger companies would benefit from having like film labels where they acquire like the fucking the clerks the fucking well yeah yes. that, that kind of doesn't exist anymore because the only people i mean from the last couple of years from anything i've read and I can't give specific examples, but studios haven't even been buying up movies from like Sundance. Netflix has. And at that point, the only, the only downside from what I understand about that, you know, just again, just from readings and anecdotally know about it is that Netflix buys it and they own it and that's it. Like you get no back end, you get no profits, you kind of sell it outright to them and then they own it. So while that's good that like, hey, my movie's getting distributed. But there's it's no legacy attached there. to it. Well, exactly. Like and you don't no, get to release it and do a commentary and features. There's no Blu-rays, no DVDs, unless you're a Stranger Things, which the, the chance of that is slim to none. Mm. Netflix, right. even now, just put... It's like one of the second times they've ever done it. They released Stranger Things on DVD. 
mm-hmm. and they just put out green eggs and ham on on the the animated really? series they did on DVD. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Out of all the things that yeah, I want yeah. behind the scenes on, <laughs> green eggs and ham was not really on the list. It's yeah. a great show, <laughs> but come on. Yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing. In an ironic twist, they put out Stranger Things zero features. Are you kidding me? That's the that's yeah. the fucked up thing because I'm thinking but it comes like in a nice little VHS box. Exactly. So. But after, like, like no features. No, no features. features. I'm like, why would you pay twenty? And they did the same thing with Daredevil. They put that out on Blu-ray, and I'm thinking, why would you buy something? That is going to be on Netflix forever because they own it. Like, yeah. there's no incentive. You were a DVD distribution company. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I mean, Jack and I have been talking in the in the last couple of weeks, and of course, this devolved into another uh, you know film conversation. But we've been saying like, I love catalog tiles. I may not watch all the special features on the Arrow version of RoboCop. I'm glad I have it. I went out of my way to get the two disc version with the theatrical and the director's cut. Why well, watch the theatrical cut again? But I want those features. I may only watch them once. Same thing with Shout Factories. You know, Big Trouble in Little China. Escape from New York. I'm probably not going to watch a lot of the features more than once, but I want but the best good presentation. It's good yeah. to know, like it's there. Yeah. And at the same time, I don't need to worry about whether it's available on streaming or not. I own it. I can watch it when I want. Exactly. Yeah. So, that was, by the way, that was me. I think Arrow actually did this release too, if I'm not mistaken, with the Blu-ray release of Maximum Overdrive. Because there was uh, one. Yeah, that- <laughs> I forget who it was. That Vestron video series. Yes. I don't remember oh, who distributes okay. them, but it may be Arrow. It's one of my favorite DVDs out right now Mm because i love that movie so to finally see what went into making that monstrosity fascinating it's fascinating (laughs) it is the same goes with any of those films so i that's when i appreciate shout factory yeah Mm -hmm. like they like for example they just put out a blu-ray of thomas and the magic railroad i saw that yeah they did here's the the ridiculous thing about that movie that i did not know did you know that there's a director's cut of that movie (laughs) that has a lost villain that has like deleted storylines like what the fuck like things you wouldn't expect thomas the tank engine too hot for theaters (laughs) (laughs) that now they're like it's It's in the light of day but i love that because now it's like yeah oh so this is what could have been yeah right and it's it's a whole side of movie making that people don't really get to see oh it is yeah when when you don't and and that's the thing people i feel like don't get an appreciation like i remember you know ryan well i mean this back in the day we used to joke about it on the show but like ryan used to be like a big pirate like he's like oh and i mean it was a little out of touch even at the time he's like well cameron diaz is making 20 million dollars a film and she wasn't in 2011 but whatever um you know i should download any movie i want it's like no don't and i remember he actually had an appreciation the first time i thought he had an appreciation for what actually goes into making a movie was when we watched the documentary the death of superman lives Oh, and he, I love that. Document. It was so awesome. And I wish movie. I'd bought the Blu-ray of it when it was available. But um, I said, so look at all this. $30 million went into this movie and it never even happened. Like there's art. There are these models that were made. They did casting. They did yeah. wardrobe tests. All this stuff for a movie that didn't happen. Now think about all the movies that do happen. And all these people will have work. Because I even tried to say to him back then, I was like, dude, you're not ripping off the actors. Like, they're going to pull down whatever they're going to pull down. It's the people who are dependent, like myself, you know, the crew. stories for another day, you know, who's working at a low end at a studio, who's going to get laid off if the movie doesn't do well because assholes want to pirate shit. Yeah. But anyway, that's just my opinion. That's a whole other discussion. It is. We're way over time, by the way, aren't we? We're like- yeah, but I was really enjoying <laughs> okay. the conversation. But if you that's guys want to wrap it up, it's all good. Sure. Well, I mean, I guess so. I mean, somebody, you, you probably got to get home at some point, right? I mean, we'll keep going. I, it's I fine. Head out of here. Ah, son of a I'm bitch. Okay. Well, we're gonna <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was the funny part. We said, like, yeah, let's let's eat some beforehand. Then we thought, no, nah, we're yeah. going to be in a food stupor. Let's go in and be hungry. Yeah. 
And now, now we're like really hungry. Now we're really hungry. Now, you're at the point now when McDonald's lunch. sounds delicious. Yeah. Anything. We might just sprint to Popeyes from here. No. That's what I'm thinking. That sandwich sounds delicious right now. No, Dude, I ghost like pepper it. wings. I'm in. No, thank I you. <laughs> <laughs> it was an honor sitting in with you guys. I'm sorry. I like, no, no, dude, no, no. we are so happy to have you chime in. You know, this was kind of, isn't this fun kind of this having an awesome. audience? This is unbelievable. Because <laughs> you guys are talking about everything that, like, I talk about with my friends and shit like that. Dude, I mean, that's, I, like, you were asking before we started what the show's about. That's kind of it. It's just yeah. what you'd be sitting down chatting with your friends about. And hopefully you find us interesting and funny enough that you'll listen. Well, I'm that's all our about MO. it. Dude, we love it. We, we love having is... Chris, a.k.a. Samoan Andrew. <laughs> or Big Kahuna, and, uh... whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to come over here and get in frame if we're going to wrap up the show real quick. Nah, nah, so... they don't want to see this. I break cameras. Oh, I, that, I'm the voice oh, of God. <laughs> I control the sound. I make you all worthy. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. In that case, uh, listen, we're happy to have finally done a show here at Shared Universe Podcast Studio. We're going to be back for future episodes uh, on a regular basis. And you know what? We're, we're looking forward to it. We love yes, the environment. This, this was incredible. an ambition 10 years ago when we started with uh, the only podcast that matters. And we're happy that we can finally get to a place where it's like, you know what? This this is what we want to do. This is the kind of environment. We, if, if we had to build our own place, this is frankly what it would look like. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's a big part of why this kind of fulfills an ambition. And, you know, since, again, Skid Row Studios in L.A. closed five years ago and I was back to doing the show in my apartment, like 99 percent of podcasters. I said, I want to get back to a studio one of these days. And here we are. So. In the meantime, yes. if you're interested in our particular brand of bullshit, you can follow Jack on Twitter at JackWagon85 and on Instagram at JacksonFigure1985. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Abalo and on Instagram at ChrisSellsOut. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at CapePod. Please subscribe. Please like. Please share. Please tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell an enemy. But just <laughs> help spread the word, please. Because that's what we're here for. We want to build this, and uh, we want you guys to join in the adventure the same way Chris has jumped in. And he's just like, I know, right? Like <laughs> He was nice and quiet for like 45 minutes, and then he just couldn't help himself. And that's I'm what we're so looking for. Sorry. No, like, not, no, no apologies none, necessary. None it's been awesome having an audience, because Jack and I are just talking to each other through Zoom for six months, and we're like, we got to mix it up. Yeah. Now. So, <laughs> until next time, for Chris and Jack DeFranco, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. The internet has given everyone in America a voice, and evidently everyone in America has chosen to use that voice to bitch about movies.